I want to talk to you today. It's what I was going to do last week, and I was so excited about it. Actually, I'm on vacation. Dottie and I are taking some days vacation. I'll be back Sunday. But I, I thought, I love Tuesday Bible lunch so much, I'm just going to do Tuesday Bible lunch while I'm on vacation. But now next Tuesday, I'm still on vacation. I'll come back to work on the last day of the month. I do love Tuesday Bible lunch, but where'd John go? I don't love it enough to come back next Tuesday. So <laughs> if you will, John, next Tuesday, you're going to have John. But I want to do today. I'm excited about, it. you know, whatever Bible reading plan you're in, probably you, st- in most of them, you st- Genesis, you know, probably the first few chapters in Genesis are probably some of the best read chapters in the Bible because New Year, everybody makes resolution. I'm going to read through my Bible this year and they start in Genesis chapter one and, you know, many of them never quite get through the book of Genesis, much less stay with the whole thing. Well, I hope you're in a Bible reading plan, but be that as it may, this whole, this whole thing came to me just out of my Bible reading plan. And the, and the, and the deal is this, God made human beings to be in his image. Now, I know you know that, but if you, if you would look with me on whatever page it is, I'm in Genesis chapter one, maybe we might look back in about verse 24. God said in verse 24, let, then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. Now, if you had your Bible, I'd say you ought to underline that little phrase. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. Okay? Then verse 25 says, And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind. Cattle according to its kind. Everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Now we get to verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man... Now look what he says here. In our image. See, God did not make animals in his image. God made human beings in his image. According to our likeness. That's, God says, man's, he's going he's to have our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now watch this. So God created man. Now here it comes. In his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Now, it's verse 28 that really is what I want to think about today. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And then look at the next thing God said. Fill the earth. You know, I never had paid all that much attention to that phrase, that part about being fruitful and multiply. It seems like every time I've preached in this section of Scripture, I I emphasize that. Every sermon I ever hear emphasizes that. I don't ever hear anything about, nor have I said anything about, for I've never noticed it. Fill the earth, this whole idea. So what what God's saying is that, that God's children, that's you and me, if we put our faith and trust in Jesus, Uh, we are to be images of God. Now, that's not true of the animals. That's not true of the fish. It's only true of human beings. We are to be image bearers. We are to fill the earth. 
Now, turn over in Genesis chapter 9. I don't have a page on which you can find Genesis chapter 9 with no problem. Turn over to Genesis chapter 9. We run across this very same thing with Noah. After this flood, God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and here it comes again, and fill the earth. That's that same little part. Now, maybe you've seen this all along. I just never had thought this much about that part of what God said to human beings, what they were to do. We're, we're, in other words, we're to be fruitfully multiply, understand that, but we're to fill the earth. In other words, God's plan was that man would populate the earth and be image bearers. We would be, as children of God, images of God. It'd be almost like we represent God. That's really what we do. We should be image bearers wherever we go and whatever we say and whatever we do. And, you know, as I thought about that, I was thinking about this scripture. I won't ask you to turn to it, but it's over in Acts chapter 4. You might want to read it later. You're familiar with, really, it's back in Acts chapter 3, where Peter and John, uh, they heal this lame man who had been, who had been lame from, his, from birth. And they, they, they told him to pick up his mat and walk, and he did. And you know the story. The religious leaders, they, they, they went all upset over that. They said, you know, you're going around doing all this stuff in the name of Jesus. And so finally get over in chapter four, well, they arrested Peter and John. And then they bring them out the next day and they, Peter and John, they, they address the Sanhedrin. And they just, man, it's a blistering address. You know, they told them all the things they had done and and they wound up their speech before the Sanhedrin saying uh, there's salvation in none other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, let me read you this next verse. It says, now when they, the Sanhedrin, saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled. And then it says, they realized that they had been with Jesus. You know, as, as Christians, when other people see us, they, 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 our goal would be, they would say that that's a person that, that knows God. That's a person that the Holy Spirit, I I can think of people. It's just, it's just like they have the glow of God on them. I mean, it's just, there's no way to explain it other than God. And that's what we're to do. We're to fill the earth that way. Now, first of all, I want us to think about doing that, being image, being image bearers, places we can't go beyond where we are. And I was thinking, for example, about our own church. I, I was just thinking, you know, how do we do that? Well, many ways, many ways. We support uh, 20 or 21 ministries beyond ministries and missionaries and one children's home beyond the walls of our church. But, you know, and in all of those places, I personally have been to every one of them, some of them more than one time, some several times. But like the radio ministry that we have, uh, every day right here in Houston, uh, we at 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock on 100.7 FM, John's on that every day. But we're on in some 10, 12 or more cities all across the United States. That's that's trying to be an image bearer of getting the gospel out. These booklets, the Guadalajara Children's Home, that's one of the, you know, 
that there again, we're, we're, we're trying to be an image bearer of caring and having compassion. The Haitian church in Boston, that'd just be another thing beyond. And then um, Samaritan's Purse, which we also support every month. But here some weeks ago, of course, the situation over in that region of the world and Samaritan's Purse at Christmas, many, many churches, and we're one of them, have these, I call them shoe boxes. They have these little shoe boxes and you buy these gifts and, and they put them in the boxes, but they put some gospel things in the box and you send them to Samaritan's Purse and that's the Billy Graham Association. And they, they have, I think it's 60 partners. Well, they send them all over the world, but in, in Israel, they have 60 partners that those shoe boxes go to. And so they already have these good connections with accountable, reliable people there. Well, when, when the terrible thing happened, uh, Israel, Samaritan's Purse immediately had people on the ground. But, the, you know, they, they're, they're doing things to help um, them. And then they have some connections, some limited in Gaza. But be that as it may, uh, our church sent $100,000 to Samaritan's Purse because we knew that they had connections to get that money to where it would do good. About two weeks ago, I received a letter from Franklin Graham thanking our church. And in that letter, he said, your gift, uh, your gift really helped us do some things that needed to do. He said it helped, it, it helped purchase 21 ambulances to replace ambulances that had been destroyed. And by the way, five or six of those are supposed to be uh, like bulletproof. You can't even hardly blow them up. Uh, a thousand trauma supply kits. And the good thing is, is, is everywhere this stuff goes, they're hearing about Jesus. You know, that's our rule of thumb. We help those that will say something about Jesus. So there are a lot of good men, there are a lot of good things out here helping people. But if they're not talking about Jesus, they're missing helping them where they need the most help. And so we, we're excited about that. But we, we should be image bearers, not only beyond the walls of the church. That's really the easy part. The, the real tough part is to be image bearers where we live and where we go in everyday life. It, it's easier to send money to, that goes to Israel than it is to really represent God and be a real good image bearer of him where we live and where we go. Now, it's, recent, it's interesting. I was going to do this last Tuesday. And last Tuesday, I was going to say at this point, uh, three or four days ago, I saw this in an unbelievable way. I had a, I just, it's amazing. I, would, I already had my thing prepared, but then I actually saw people do this that I would have never thought about even mentioning in the message today. For example, the Houston Texans, their first playoff game was with the Cleveland Browns, and they won. And uh, about two days before, or three days before that game, I received a text from what I used to know as a young man, but now he's uh, up in his mid to latter 50s, somewhere in there. But be that as it may, he was a little boy when I was pastor of the Tennessee church. He grew up, John would know him, Joel would know him in that, in that age group. Uh, his name's Scott Yates. He had a brother named Ted. He had a mother named Rose and a daddy named Charlie, and they're now all with the Lord. 
But I, so now we're talking about, I left, I left that church in 19, 1981. Is that not right, Dottie? We, it, it, yeah, that is right. Just shake your head. It's right. Make me feel better. Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, 1981. That's right. I left there to come to, to go to Sulphur Springs. Well, he, he was like a kid. Now that's in 81. Now it's 20, 24. That's a, that's a long time away from 1981. And I get this text from this guy. I, I, over the years, he, he watches our streaming, and every now and then I hear from Scott. But he said, Dr. Evan, he said, I'm bringing my son. His son is a grad. He's already out of high school. He said, he is a tremendous Cleveland Brown fan. I thought, well, what's wrong with him? And <laughs> he said, but be that as it may, I'm, we're flying out to Houston. And I really do need to see you. And I, I received it on a Friday. And I remember when I received it, I not talked about it. I said, man, I don't want to be rude. But, I, man, I mean, I just, I just don't have an hour or so to chit-chat over stuff back in the early I said, what? Well, Dottie and I, when I left home that day, I'd agreed that I was just going to tell him, hey, man, I'm just, you've just hit me a short nose. Well, driving to church, I just felt, this, I just thought, man, I can't tell this guy that. He's going to fly in the Intercontinental, rent a car. He won't drive over here. And he said, I just want, I just need to talk to you. Well, I, I, I text him back. He wanted to have lunch. And I text him back and I said, look, I can't work the lunch deal out, but get your car and come on. I'm going to be at church all afternoon. In fact, I'm here all day. You just come on. Well, this guy comes, and I was glad to see him. Now, I remember it's been a long time. I mean, I, I remember him as a little boy. This guy's in his 50s with a son with him who's now out of high school. And he came, and he said, look, I just thank you for letting me come. He said, I need to tell you why I needed to see you. And I thought I was fixing to get some problem he was having or something. He said, no. He said, you wouldn't remember. But when I was a little boy, you told a thing at a children's gathering about the faith of a mustard seed. He said, do you remember that? I said, well, <laughs> I've, I've talked about that a lot over the years. He said, but, but look, this is why I wanted to see you. You told me that when I was a little boy, and I never have forgotten it, and that that little story that you told about that has, has gotten me through a lot of difficult things in my life. And for years, I have felt like I needed to come and say thank you for helping me as a little boy when you didn't even think I was listening. Well, you know, when he left my office that day, it was a great visit. I uh, I thought, you talk about an image bearer. I'm going to be talking about one Tuesday. That was last week. And I thought, here's a guy. He's living out what I'm seeing here in the Bible, what I'm trying to convey. Well, like the following Monday, Dottie and I had gotten new glasses, and they hadn't come in. But they sent a text and said, your glasses are in. You can come get them whenever you want to. I said, well, let's go down there on Monday morning, quick. They open up at 8 o'clock, and we'll get our new glasses. And 
So we go down, and I, the Dottie's, they didn't have hers ready. I don't know what the deal was, but mine were. But anyway, they got me all fitted up, and the, the ladies waiting on us there, and of course, Dottie's there, and, and they got in some little conversation. I said, hey, if you don't mind, I need to step back to the restroom before we leave. So I kind of excused myself and went back to the restroom, came back. Well, Dottie's in this deep conversation with this lady, and I didn't want to like stick my nose in it. I didn't know what they were talking about. So I just kind of backed away and started doing something or another. We got in the car to leave, and I said, well, what was all that big conversation about? She said, you're not going to believe it. She said, the lady drives right by our church every day going to work. She has five kids. They go nowhere to church. And I was telling her all about what we have for her children. I told her when I come back, if y'all ever get my glasses in, I'll have to come back to get them. I'm bringing you material, and I'm going to invite you to come and sit with me in church. And I'm thinking, man, I'm the pastor of the church, and all I did was go to the bathroom. (laughs) My wife is out there being an image bearer. And I'm not trying, now see, like I was going to tell this last Tuesday, last Tuesday she wasn't coming, so she just happened to hit me. I, I'm not telling this because she's here, but I, I, I just, I'm watching this stuff happen thinking, you know, God told us to fill the earth. Well, here we are. I'm where I am. You're where you are. And then this C.J. Stroud, the quarterback with the Texas, you know, he, he was a rookie quarterback. Hardly anybody ever becomes a starting quarterback, a rookie quarterback. This guy's had a phenomenal year. But he's a devout believer. He is a devout believer. And I saw a text that he sent out as recent. Well, it was before the game last week that they lost. But here's what he said. I want to read it. He said, football is my platform. Spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ is my purpose. Would you not say that's pretty good image, Barry? Praise God. You know, I mean, this guy, I, I don't know the guy. I just see him on the TV. But now, he, he didn't just get to be this way when he became to the Texans. He was this way when they lost that national championship game and they had the interview. The first thing he said is, I want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ who has been blessed me. And so and I won't say which network, one of the networks last two weeks ago interviewed him and he mentioned Jesus. And when they showed that interview, they took that part out and they had such feedback. I mean, they had, they had enormous feedback. Some of it said, hey, I, I'm not even sure you'd call me much of a Christian, but if y'all are going to interview people, don't pull out parts of what they say if it's something you think is not what you want to hear. And then they put the thing back in. I thought, well, you know. I, now, as I think about this, I mean, here it says, we're to fill the earth. Well, here I am. Here you are. We're to be image bearers. What we say, what we do, how we act, how we react, wherever we are. We're to be image bearers. We're to fill the earth. We are made in his image. Now, I want to land right here. As I was thinking about it, even as recent this morning, <laughs> before I can be an image bearer out there, I'm going to have to be an image bearer in here. You, you're going to have to be what you are 
if you're going to do something out there for God. So I want to encourage you, think about your life. I was thinking about mine even this morning as I was re-looking at what I was going to do today. You know, what things in your life, what things in my life do we need to empty out so that we can in turn be filled with the Holy Spirit so that as we go through our normal life, wherever it is, we can be image bearers filling the earth, which was God's plan from the very beginning. Father, you know, this, this little thought that came to me as I was just reading my Bible, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God, you made us in your image. God, help us be that. Help us be that. Not, not going around with some sign saying I'm a Christian. That's, that's not what I don't think he was saying. But get out there in real life and be a Christian. In all of our dealings, actions, interactions, responses, everything we do, God. And we won't, we won't make a hundred, God. We, you know, we, we are marred when Adam sinned, things changed. Things change. Mankind not only lives in a fallen world, mankind's marred. But God, there are things in all of our lives, I would dare say that if we would be honest, and God help us do that, that we can deal with and do something about to get out so that wherever we are, like Peter and John, people would say, I see he's been with Jesus. I see she's been with Jesus. God, help me do that. Help Dottie do that. John, Joel, even our grandchildren, all of our family, all of us here, God, help us be good image bearers of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.